Are you ready to discover and unlock your full potential in God? Are you ready to release the power of God in your life? Or do you sense that purpose and destiny are beckoning you to take a leap of faith? If so, continue to listen to this episode. I want to welcome you to Conversations with Chris. I am your host, Christian T. Howell Sr. I'm going to share uncompromising truth and amazing insights as we partner with God on our journey to wholeness, purpose, and to pursue our callings and passion. Take a listen and please stay tuned to the end of the episode. I've got some exciting updates to share with you. See you in just a few minutes. Well, hello, my favorite overcomer. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Conversations with Chris. I know the last two episodes have been nothing short of amazing. And today we're going to go further and deeper into the concept of identity. That's right. We're talking about who is the real you. Will the real you stand up? It's amazing that we have to have different personas or personalities to really survive in the culture we live in, but it is absolutely true and even for believers. But the problem is oftentimes we get lost in some of what we do. We, we lose a part of us every time we try to please people or fit in the culture. And oftentimes we wake up one day and we are simply lost. The real us has been suppressed. It has been uh, um, depressed and we have done all we can to make others happy at our own expense. We've all been guilty of it. Who doesn't want to fit in? Who doesn't want to be accepted? As a matter of fact, as babies, we're born to be accepted. We're born to be loved and affirmed. But sometimes life just doesn't work out that way. You understand Everything is not perfect. People are not perfect. Parents are not perfect. And so life and its challenges oftentimes cause us to have to survive. It causes us to adapt into different ways, beings, thinking and behaving that are sometimes not who we really are. But don't get me wrong. It allows us to survive. I want to talk to you for a few minutes today as we're exploring identity I want to pause in teaching identity and tell you, you've got to remember to take care of you, take care of yourself. Now, let me explain that. It's possible that because we are so caring, so compassionate, some people are craving affirmation. Some people are craving affection. Our basic needs aren't always met. That oftentimes we spend a great deal of our energy and our hours trying to do things for other people. Now, don't get me wrong. There's absolutely nothing wrong with being nice, with showing love to others. But we've got to bring balance to this whole process. You see, as I've been working with clients and and ministering to people, I have come to a realization that the global pandemic has taken its toll. We are physically, mentally, and emotionally tired. Some are just wiped out. No, we didn't ask to be this way. But let's just tell the truth. 
life has taken its toll. We have become socially disconnected. We're more online. We're, we're interactive online, but we don't have that sense of connection, that sense of family, that sense of community. And because of it, we don't even ask questions anymore. Go with me for a moment. Do you remember the last time someone asked how you were really doing? It seemed like a cliche. Hey, how are you? Without really thinking, without really uh, going into great depths, you usually respond saying, oh, fine. It's a great day. If we're being religious, oh boy, we are blessed and highly favored. But underneath all of that nice rhetoric, underneath all of those faith conversations, there is a problem. We're not whole, we're not healthy, but for whatever reason, we've not valued and placed uh, uh, the great part of culture where, where we can be okay to be authentic and say, I am not okay. I, by faith, am well, but I'm going through something. I am suffering with something. I have challenges. And because of that, we suffer in silence. All too often we're stressed. There's too much going on in a day. We're trying to figure out, rob Peter to pay Paul. We're trying to navigate children. We're trying to navigate spouses. We're trying to navigate our boyfriends and girlfriends. We're trying to just keep each other held up. But at some point in time, You've got to do the work to take care of yourself. I'm not talking about pretending. I'm talking about actually pausing and loving yourself. It's amazing even Jesus stated that we have to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. You know, he really implied, and I would say directly stated, that to the degree I'm able to love myself is to the degree I can love my neighbor. But here's my challenge. If I give all of me away to the neighbor, who's going to replenish you? Who's going to replenish me? We've got to learn the art of self-care. It's amazing. I was researching statistics and statistics say that 75% of people are chronically dehydrated. At least 30% of Americans are overweight. Can you imagine that 70% of people feel like they don't get enough sleep at least once a week? Even more shocking, 75% of Americans are tired before they even show up to work. That's right. By the time they got out of bed, rushed through their morning hygiene routine, grabbed that donut, coffee, or bagel, gotten in the car, by the time they reached the front door of their office, they are tired already. They're not okay. Let me be clear about it. That's not healthy and we're not okay. I was researching and I found a couple of other alarming statistics. 50% of all lifetime mental illness begins by the age of 14. Your formative years being your childhood years really shape and define you. Don't worry, we're going to explain how this ties into getting back to yourself and knowing who you are and taking care of yourself. But by the time you're 14, 50% of all lifetime mental illness challenges, they begin. 
something's wrong in our home. Something's wrong where we're not taking care of ourselves and it's just flowing downhill. Amazingly, even depression and anxiety disorders, they affect a global economy. It's estimated that $1 trillion is lost in productivity every year. $1 trillion are deleted just because of depression and anxiety. It is time to tell the truth. We're not all okay. Now hear me. I'm not asking do we want to be okay. But remember denial is delaying your healing. It's delaying your wholeness. And so we've got to really get to the root of it and say we're not okay. Now this is a little controversial so let me delve into this from a spiritual point of view. If you take notes or if you're just listening, I want to read to you from the book of Mark chapter 6 verses 30 and 31. It reads like this. And the apostles gathered themselves together unto Jesus and told him all things, both what they had done and what they had taught. And he said unto them, Come ye yourselves apart into a desert place and rest a while. For there were many coming and going and they had no leisure so much as to eat. Now, this on one hand seems like an amazing passage here. The disciples, the early apostles were running back to Jesus, giving him feedback, giving him an after action review of how things were going. They were excited. They were making progress. They were turning the world upside down and it was just simply amazing. They appeared to be in the prime of their game and everything was working well. As a matter of fact, they almost were boasting. But Jesus, in his infinite wisdom, and I want you to take note of this, while he did not challenge them, rebuke them, or even uh, discipline them, he simply told them, with all that you're doing, with all the good you're accomplishing, with all the lives you're changing, it's amazing. But you need to steal away for a while to a quiet place. Rest for a while. He said there are many coming and going. There's a lot of work to be done. There, I, the harvest is really, truly ripe. But the problem was they had no leisure, not even time to eat. In other words, Jesus was telling the, the early apostles, as hard as you work, you have to take care of yourself. Let me explain it this way. If you're going to go the distance, you have to take care of yourself so you can last the distance. You understand, it, it's no good to buy a house and have a 30-year mortgage and it's only maintained and can last 10 years. That's not healthy. And so we learn from this passage that Jesus says, yes, you're great. Yes, you're called. You may be doing the work of the Lord and you may be touching and changing lives, but don't neglect yourself. Now, self-care is something that is seemingly a contradiction to Christianity. Let me explain that. Self-care seems to be in stark contact, contrast 
to self-sacrificial living. It's it's it seemed like they're 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 opposite ends of the polar polar spectrum with Christianity, self-care and selfless living or self-sacrificial living, giving all that we have seems like that is the epitome of Christianity. And so self-care, it seems that it's just not healthy. But I want to remind you, Jesus said we have to love the Lord our God with all of our heart. He, he goes on to say our soul, our mind, we have to love him with every fiber of our being. He said this is the first great commandment in Matthew 22, 37 through 39. He said, but the second most important rule is to love our neighbor in the same manner or to the same degree that we love ourselves. You see, loving and taking care of others should be as natural as taking care of ourselves. Let me explain that again. Loving and taking care of others should be as natural as taking care of oneself. It should come easy and effortlessly. If you can wake up at 3 in the morning or 2 in the morning and look after someone that's intended to someone else, surely, my friend, you can pause for 20 minutes or 30 minutes with intentionality and do something specifically to recharge yourself. You see, loving others is an extension of us loving God and Him loving us in return. What God is saying here, that God loves us so much that we receive that love, and out of receiving that love, we love others out of our overflow. But if you beat yourself, if you run yourself to the ground, if you allow yourself to become so fatigued, then you end up with holes in you. And all of the love of God, the energy, the passion, it seemingly just seeps out. If we're not careful, unhealthy childhood, unhealthy value systems, broken and damaged emotions, even popular religious thinking can shape your view on how you should value and care for yourselves. You see, it's the difference between sharing your last meal and giving your last meal away. I'm not really sure that Jesus asked you to give your last meal away. I think the object is to be willing to share. You see, my God shall supply my need. And out of that overflow, I can give to others. But if I don't take care of myself, I can never get to the overflow. Let me say that again. If I never take care of myself, I can't get to the overflow. I want you to pattern self-care after Jesus. Even in Luke 5, 16, the Bible says he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. Oftentimes, Jesus was recorded as stealing away, going to a quiet place. He had to replenish and refuel. He understood the greater the assignment, the greater I must take care of this temple. You do know the Bible says that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. In other words, we have got to do maintenance on this temple. I believe far too many people go to the grave before time 
before they've totally fulfilled their purpose because they simply neglected to take care of themselves, that temple of God. Now, think about that for a minute. There are some things we just would never do inside of a building that we call church. There's certain maintenance that we do. There's a certain appearance we want to have. That There's a certain ambience. There's a certain level of excellence that we expect to see. But my friend, I want to ask you, when Holy Spirit comes to you, does he find that same passion in you taking care of the temple he has to live in called you? Yes, that's right. He's living inside of you. And he wants to use you. And he's going to use you. You're going to do great exploits. You're going to do mighty things. But you got to take care of yourself first. Even the Apostle Paul, when teaching about relationships, he made an astonishing statement over in Ephesians 5. He talked about, No man ever hateth his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherishes it, even as the Lord the church. In other words, Self-care is basic. To not love self, to not take care of self. Well, that indicates there is a problem somewhere and I'm willing to bet it's in our soul. Remember our psyche, where we get psychology or and, and the word identity, that's our personality, that's in our soul realm. Now let me see if this makes sense to you then and let's tie this together. If I don't see myself whole, if I don't have the right value of myself, if I don't see myself as being more than enough, then there's a great chance and a great degree that I won't take care of myself. You see, if I see myself as inferior, if I see myself as having to earn respect, as having to earn love, as having to work to get something always from other people, then I may take on a slave mentality and then I will just uh, uh, incessantly work tirelessly beat myself into a position to earn from other people. Unfortunately, it's usually at my own expense. Now hear me, I'm not against serving. I believe we should be servant leaders. I believe we should serve one another. But you can't serve if you're not alive. You can't even serve healthily if you're not whole. And I'm just simply telling you that as we get ourselves together, as we realize our purpose, as we realize why we're here on this earth, as we realize what am I called to do, as we realize who I really am, what do I really like? What is my real passion? What is what is the agenda God created me? What what assignment did he birth in me when he sent me to this earth? We have to guard ourselves and take care of ourselves. Now let me say this, and I want to put a shameless plug in. God loves you unconditionally. You don't have to earn it. And you must love the masterpiece that he made you to be. You see, it's really simple. Loving you, OMG, is to honor God because he loves us. You're a masterpiece. You're fearfully, wonderfully made. And so you've got to take care of yourself. 
Now, when we say take care of yourself, I'm talking sometimes just basic things. Listen, let's not make excuses. It doesn't require money to take care of ourselves. It doesn't require weeks worth of uh, saving and, 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 and penny pinching. It does not. We can do simple things right now to add value to ourselves and to take care of this temple. Think of this just for a moment. How much sleep do you get? Do you understand the power of rest? Resetting yourself every day. What about your diet? Are you eating healthy or are you always on the go and throwing snacks, feeding your cravings because your body is deprived of what it really needs? What about exercise? Are we in such a rush that we take the closest parking spot and actually neglect our own body to exercise it? When's the last time you treated yourself? Gotten a manicure, pedicure? Gotten a facial? What about taking yourself to the movies or simply gotten a meal for yourself? Hey, even more amazingly, when was the last time you expanded your knowledge and learned something new for yourself? Just get outside of your box, outside of your normal comfort zone and take on a new hobby. You see, all these are things that you do to replenish you. They don't require great money. They don't require fancy learning skills. They just require a little bit of intentionality to say, I've got to do something for me now. Let me say this before we get out of here. Overnight, you've got to learn to set boundaries, protect your time, invest in yourself. Learn a new skill, learn a new trade, build new relationships. Life was meant to be lived. You're not in a prison sentence. You have an amazing life. So I want you to take some time this week and just reflect on how much you really invest in yourself. I'm going to ask you to compare your investment in self versus the investment you make in everyone else. If there's a great disparity, you figured it out by now. You got to love yourself better and take care of yourself. I promise you, there is a crowd waiting for you to show up. The Bible even says the whole earth is grown against waiting on the manifestation of the sons of God. They're not looking for a pretender. They're not looking for a copycat. They're not looking for a duplicate. They're looking for the real you. Have you figured it out by now that God is madly in love with you and he's promised you a long life? Reflect this week. Reestablish healthy boundaries. Protect your time that you invest in you. Don't trample over it. You really got to guard it. I'm telling you, this is a season to recover. You're going to recover all and you're going to get yourself back together. Let me say that again. You're not just going to recover stuff. You're going to recover all of you. All the parts of you you've given away. All the dreams you've given away. All the ideas you've given away. You have more creativity. You are 
absolutely a genius. But you got to tap into yourself again. Now, let me close with saying this. This is not a self-help pitch. This is this is not this, this is not uh, uh, um, some other um, weird psychological experiment we're doing. We're simply saying that you have got to take care of yourself. <clears throat> you have got to love you more. You've got to do it for you now. I promise you. At the end of your life, you'll look back. And you may not remember all the kind deeds you did for everyone else. You may not remember the people, the names, the faces, or the places. But with much introspection, you're going to look at yourself and say, Did I do the best for me and by me? And did I fulfill my assignment and purpose in the earth? I want you to live a full healthy, prosperous life. My friend, you are born of God. You are simply amazing. You have talents, skills, and abilities that are unmatched. They're unparalleled anywhere in this universe. You're not an accident. You're not a mistake. You are an overcomer. Conquer yourself now. And see you at the top of the mountain. Talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Conversations with Chris podcast. If you like what you heard today, you can visit www.christianthowell.com for more information concerning books, blogs, information on spiritual growth and development, and even some of the services we provide, such as coaching, therapy, and deliverance sessions. Also, you can find more information about all that we do at www.overcomersmovement.org. Listen, we are everywhere on social media. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram. Just look for Apostle Chris or look for Overcomers Movement. Look, I enjoyed this time with you today. Before we leave, Please take a moment at the end and rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. If this session has been valuable to you, please share it with a friend. Spread the word. Tell them that Conversations with Chris is happening every week. Listen, our hearts are for you. You are born of God. You are an overcomer. You have the victory, and we'll see you next week. Take care.